day 177. Welcome back to the Windows and Mirrors podcast. My name is Keith. I'm John. And this is a podcast where we're trying to show you that the Bible is more like a window than it is a mirror. We come to it to see through it and to see God, not to it to primarily look at it and see ourselves. All right. So we're here in the book of Isaiah. And man, one of the things I'm just struck by is how much God could talk about judgment and I'm encouraged. <laughs> right, right, right. So Isaiah is this prophet, 8th century BC. He's prophesying at, during the reigns of Hezekiah, Jotham, Uzziah, and um, Ahaz. Right. And so uh, he's, he's, he's saying these warning words to Israel. But the thing is, we're going to see, bro, is that hope comes through suffering. Right, Not right, apart right. from suffering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Through suffering and repentance, hope comes. Right. And so Isaiah 5 comes. Mm. And he's like, yo. It's this song. Israel is compared to a vineyard, right? Mm. A vineyard that God planted. But he's like, my guy, where the fruit at? <laughs> where is it at? Where is it at, man? Y'all y'all dry. Y'all ain't producing no fruit. Right. And Jesus will actually pick this, this kind of language up, bro, in like Matthew 21, Luke 20, talking about Israel. Right. And God is saying like, man, I wanted you guys to produce fruit. Why? Because you were supposed to be a blessing to the nations. Right. And the people of God were supposed to come to me through you. Right. But you ain't got nothing to offer. <laughs> like, you. you ain't got no fruit to offer. Yeah. And so God is upset. Yeah. In that in that regard. And he uses this kind of parable song-like um, theme yep. chapter five to talk about. Yeah. It. And he's going to call out specific injustices, yeah, right? What are those that yeah. add house to house? Like... Yeah. So, yeah. Y'all have more than enough space, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. y'all start buying up all the monopoly yes. uh, pieces. Yes. And when you do that, you push the poor out. The yeah. poor don't have a place to stay. And that just sounds eerily familiar Man. to something that goes on here, right? That it's like, to bring that up is not just an issue of social injustice. Amen, brother. Yeah. This is something moral right that yeah. god looks at these folks and says no 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 no. there is something wrong mm -hmm. with your faith right he talks about in chapters one through four all the festivals if y'all are okay with this type of disregard for the welfare of the mm -hmm. least of mongi yeah and yeah. god yeah verse eight is the verse we're talking about just right. so y'all clear <laughs> that's like the first woe and we can't go through all the woes but yeah like like john said man it's like Man, y'all buying up all the, the wealthy buys up all the land, and then the poor don't have nowhere to live, and you know you push them out, and you're supposed to give their land back every seven years, right? And you don't do that, and um, because of that, I'm gonna get y'all right, and y'all right. gonna uh, y'all are gonna go into exile. And he says that in verse 26, God's yeah. people will go into exile for how they treat the marginalized, partly because how they treat the marginalized and the poor. Chapter six comes, bro, bro, fire. Right. Yeah. And mm. looking at it in its context helps you really understand what's going on. So we always talk about holy, holy, holy is Lord host. Holy, I say it was lifted up in the year the king was I die, right? We right. that's the only thing we know. But it's so important and pivotal for the entire book. And so what you realize, the rest of the book is gonna flow out of chapter six. Ah, uh -huh, that's good. Because Isaiah is gonna get this vision of the holy one of Israel in 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 the rest of the book. God is gonna refer to himself, the holy one of Israel says. Right. Right. And so right. in other words. Isaiah sees this vision of this glorious, exalted, almighty Lord of the universe, and this is the holy, perfect God that Israel has sinned against. Right. And so Isaiah realizes this, but the people don't, right? So Isaiah's right. gonna be like, yo, I'm undone, right? I'm literally torn apart. I'm a man of unclean lips. Right. He has to touch his lips. He touches his mouth. Why does he touch his mouth? Because he's gonna use his mouth right. to proclaim the judgments of God. Right. And God is commissioning this prophet 
here in this text. Yep. And I think that it's important that as God sends Isaiah to prophesy against injustice, yes. that he understands that even though he hasn't partaken in the exact same injustices that yes. he's going to speak out against, yes. he has to understand that compared yes. to the holiness of God, yes. he's still one that's deserving of judgment. Yes. And what that does is it makes you a humble messenger, yes. right? Right. There's nothing worse than a haughty and a prideful person yes. going on behalf of God to proclaim or to speak against injustices because what we're going to see through the rest of the book is God's going to say all of these things stem from pride. Yes, amen. So unless there's amen. a humility inside, um, you are not going to be effective. And look, not just speaking words of judgment, yes. you're calling people to repentance. Amen. Yeah, yeah, that's the goal. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, bro. And nine and ten verses nine and ten of chapter six uh, are very, very important for understanding Isaiah and Jesus in the gospel. So he's going to say, "Go, say to these people, keep listening, but do not understand; keep looking, but do not perceive. Make the minds of these people dull, deafen their ears, and blind their eyes. Otherwise, they might see with their eyes and hear with their ears, understand with their minds, turn back and be healed." Right. Jesus in the Gospels, they're going to say, yo, why are, you, why are you speaking in parables? Right. And he quotes this. Ah. So in other words, what, what Jesus is going to say is, man, ultimately, if a prophet is speaking the words and oracles of God and people are blind or deaf and they're not understanding, that is evidence that judgment is upon them. Because the reason <laughs> why God speaks words yes. of future judgment Yes. Is so that people would hear it and presently repent. Presently repent. So God, Absolutely. when God wants to judge people, God's just going to judge you, yes. right? Yeah. But if God tells you, it's because he wants you to repent. And this is repent. saying, nah, look, we're going to tell them, but they're not going to hear. And so judgment is upon them. certain. Yeah. Amen. That's good. Chapter seven, uh, super good. It's, you know, basically, you know, um, King Ahaz is on the throne of Judah and basically in a nutshell, Ahaz is being pressured by Ephraim. So that's the northern Israel. They're being pressured by Ephraim uh, because Ephraim, Israel, has joined an alliance with Syria. And they're trying right. to fight against Assyria. And so they're coming to uh, Ahaz and like, man, come on, bro. Y'all need to fight with us. Right. Syria is about, about to come through. <laughs> right, right. We need y'all to fight with us. Ahaz is like, man, I'm pressured. Right. Isaiah is like, fam, relax, bro. Like, don't be scared. <laughs> right. you have Yahweh on your side. You're good. And so... Um, what we realize is that, you know, he's going to try to, uh, you know, pay Assyria on the, on the backside. <laughs> hey, man, y'all just don't mess with us. Y'all good with them. But, right. but anyway, you know, Isaiah tells him, he's like, listen, God got you. He's going, the virgin is going to conceive mm. and Emmanuel, he will be God with us and he will be your help. Right. So Isaiah, like, I'm sure nobody understood, like, what <laughs> was really, really going on. Right. Isaiah is saying, yo, the ultimate help that Judah needs from any foreign power is right. going to come through this version in the uh -huh. future. But right now, you need to trust in Yahweh because he is God with us even now. Right. Yeah. Yes. And so, yeah, like that's the that's the context for the Isaiah 7 passage that we kind of quote all the time. It right. is about Christ. Um, but it did have present day ramifications in the eighth century BC right. as well. Yep. Yeah. And then Isaiah 8 is just going to talk about that coming Assyrian invasion. Yep. And they're going to come. And man, the chapter, uh, it just really ends with this self-fulfilling prophecy mm -hmm. that instead of looking up to their God, people looked around 
and inquired, right? God's even going to say, um, what, in 18, right? Uh, Here I am with the children of the Lord has given me uh, to be signs and wonders in Israel from the Lord of armies dwells with them on Mount Zion. When they say to you, inquire of the mediums and the spiritists who chirp and mutter. Shouldn't the people inquire of their God? Mm. Should they inquire of the dead on behalf of the living? Mm. Go to God's instruction and testimony. If they do not speak according to his word, there will be no dawn for them. And so he yeah. talks about, man, these people that, fam, they're looking everywhere except to God yes. for what to do about the future. Mm. And at the end of that, they're not going to find any hope. Judgment's going to come. And then the chapter eight ends with, and when they finally do look up to God, uh, yeah, the people that don't thank God for the good that comes in their life Mm -hmm. or ask God for direction on which way to go tend to be those that, you know, they don't acknowledge God for the good, but they blame them for the bad. Mm, 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 And mm. these folks are going to look up and they're going to shake their fists at God and blame God. And they're going to look around for hope and not find any. So chapter eight kind of ends on this low note of deep darkness. It does. Yeah. Yeah. But it sets us up for the next one. It does. Yeah, let's pray. Father, we um, ask that we would hear your word um, and that would lead us to repentance, God. Um, We thank you for the grace that you even offer in judgment, God. We pray that we wouldn't be guilty of the idolatry and um, oppression of the poor that you so despise here in this text. We pray that we would turn to you in every facet of our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.